0: WTIC News Talk 1080 is Connecticut's local radio station. Now with more local,
2: more local. It sounds like you got cut off in the middle there, didn't it? Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Tony in Hamden. Hi, Tony. Hey, Todd. Uh, I just called to give you a little uh, something to think about. If
3: you or anybody else kind of wants to know what's inside of Mike Lindell's head and what drives the guy, mm-hmm. and this kind of goes for the two guys that called before about his symposium, okay. you know on cheating, all you have to do is order one of his cheap pillows and then just cut the pillow open and look at what's inside the pillow and I guarantee you the very same stuffing is inside of Mike Lindell's head, okay, Todd. <laughs>
2: <laughs> thank, thank you for clarifying, Tony. That helps a lot.
4: Uh, I mean, really.
2: <laughs> all right. Pre- appreciate it. Thank you for the call. Matt's calling from Massachusetts. What's up?
5: Hey, uh, I've been tabulating votes for over 30 years
2: mm-hmm.
5: um, on the operations side, printing ballots and tabulating ballots. And this whole notion of votes coming in over the Internet to change totals is yep. all fabricated. It's It's impossible. There's so many firewalls and so much redundancy built in, and remember, you still have the paper ballots. People mark a ballot and they cast a ballot, and right? That's
2: so they're where... auditable. But, exactly. But, but describe it's the um, given that we know that the biggest companies in the world, with the you know who who really spend a lot of money trying to protect data, can't do it. Why can our local town clerks do it?
5: Well, because everything is. Nothing is connected to.
2: Oh, you're breaking up, Matt. But you said nothing is connected to the Internet?
5: No. If you're looking on a website and you're Mm -hmm. watching totals come in, those are not vote totals coming from a voting machine. Those are roll-ups that people input into a a separate system. Nothing Uh, is connected to the Internet. They can't be by law.
2: But the thing that's sending the votes is is connected to the Internet, you're saying? No, not at all. Well, what's that thing all. that's where say again then where where those it's numbers just a are coming from? Application. It's just a um, For what purpose though?
5: To to, um, to display votes for the parties and people and press and everybody. So it's they're taking
2: anyway. they're taking the totals off the machines. They're not official totals. They're just displaying no. them. Yeah, for... exactly. They
5: read them okay. into a separate system. No, gotcha. they don't read them. They they they
2: so you're saying Mike Lindell hand. was involved in a, a TV show, not in vote auditing. There's no way. Appreciate it. That, that, you no. know, that's my instinct on it because I don't, I don't see anybody trying to be taken seriously.
5: Exactly. You look like a lunatic. I'm not saying Mike Lindell's a lunatic, but you look like a lunatic when you start talking that way. Right, you know the the process broke down. That's what needs to be fixed, and it broke down in only select areas. It didn't break down nationally. You know, if you look where, you know, the wins and losses came in, and you will go uh, drill down to the county level in, in certain states, you see where the process broke down. You know, where where there's extra ballots running around and extra ballots being tallied. tally. That's one thing. That's not what they're saying.
2: Right, you, you that's a that's a different process. If you can hold on a couple of minutes, we can get another couple minutes in i would appreciate it matt but i understand if you can't we've got to get a traffic update from the bps lawyers traffic center mark christopher with a report hey mark
0: it's the todd feinberg show live from the nj diet studios on wtic news talk 1080
2: W-T-I-C, we're going to talk with the head of the state Republican Party in a moment, but we've got Matt here still from Massachusetts. I wanted to give you another minute just to finish that point you were making about the, uh, about the confusion that uh, is always inherent in these discussions about the votes. Thank you for yeah. holding, Matt.
5: Uh, my pleasure. Um, like I said, the, the results are auditable. It, you cannot change the results. The process broke down, and that's really where we should be talking.
2: So what what broke down? What should we be focusing on in terms of election problems last cycle?
5: Certainly not sending ballots out to every registered voter. Any clerk, any election office personnel knows that a certain percentage of the voter rolls are either dead or don't vote Mm -hmm. or have moved. And so just sending ballots out to everybody, that opens up the door for fraud.
2: How that's about ballot applications?
5: About. Well, that, that too. Uh, what they'll do is they'll put in applications. If the deadline is today at midnight, they'll put them in at 1159, and there's no time to check everybody. And mm. the old days, what we did was we signed the card, we built, uh, sent in the request, they matched the signature to what was on file, and if it matched, they sent us a ballot. And that's where the system broke down.
2: Because they, the effectively the system is trying to make these changes so that there is breakdown is that what you're saying
5: no what i'm saying is they just sent ballots out without verifying that it was yes but uh, if you
2: do that you're you're breaking your own protocols that you, you know but why would you do that
5: well that's what they did
2: i know but what would cause somebody who's trained in how to make sure that you maintain the integrity of the system why would they go against that
5: you know, you'd have to ask them
2: what their motives were. <laughs> Good. Thank you, Matt. Okay. Appreciate it. Well done. There you go. It's as simple as that. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Ben Proto is the chairman of the state Republican Party. Hello there, Ben. We're very excited because we hear the vice president of the United States thinks that a Democrat is going to lose her re-election bid to Congress. And, and, uh, or even higher ups in the Democratic Party felt that they needed to send somebody to help.
1: Yes, they do. And, and I found it interesting that they sent the only person in the Democratic Party who has a lower approval rating than Joe Biden. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and that's a hard thing to find, huh?
1: And that's a hard thing to find. It really is, you know. Um, but, you know, I, I they're the, the vice president of the United States, which I, look, I, we, we should always be honored when the president, the vice president, uh, graces us, our, our small folks in Connecticut with a visit. Uh, hopefully she'll be able to uh, control her laughter while she's here. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, they've, you know, they decided to, to send Vice President Harris into uh, Connecticut to uh, sit down and have a conversation about, you know, that driving issue in Connecticut abortion. You know, the fact that, you know, Connecticut is— its economy is tanking. Uh, our taxes are through the roof. People can't afford to live here. Um, our crime rate is surging. They think the appropriate thing to do is to come in and talk about abortion. And, and look, I guess if I were them, Todd, uh, I would do the same thing, because if they talk about any of those other issues, they have to admit to their failures. So I guess it's the only thing they can talk about. And, and quite frankly, they failed on that topic as well.
2: But I assume that when I see them sending Kamala Harris in, that they they're kind of excited that they get to do that because they're looking at this congressional district and thinking, you know, we can probably send Kamala Harris into the fifth congressional district in Connecticut and not hurt the the reelection chances of Johanna Hayes. And we might even improve her chances.
1: Well, I'm sure that that's their logic. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we're we're bringing her into Connecticut. Uh, we're going to put her in a private setting at Central Connecticut with, you know, uh, Vice President Harris and Johanna Hayes and the National President of Planned Parenthood, have a private conversation, uh, get back on the plane and leave. And I'm sure there'll be any number of photo opportunities and video opportunities that, you know, we're going to see in advertisement from, uh, Johanna Hayes, who, by the way, Todd, in case you missed it, I don't know if you saw this one or not, but Johanna Hayes has a commercial out telling the 5th District in all of Connecticut that she worked with President Donald Trump to pass important legislation. Um, so it's not really? are we now bringing, not only are we now bringing the Vice President of the United States in to help, but she now thinks talking about Donald Trump in a positive way is going to help her.
2: Now that's so very interesting. She's all over the place. I guess, huh? Yeah. Boy, oh boy, that's a confusing uh, set of signals she's sending out. So, yeah. what do you, what can you tell us about the Fifth District race and the rest of what's going on politically? That and, and and the Vice President. Anything else you can tell us? How does this all guide us for where we're going over the next month?
1: Well, um, you know, a number of the um, congressional uh, tracking. Uh, trackers have moved the fifth congressional from a lean Democrat to a toss-up. Uh, and we have not been in that position for probably well over a decade uh, in that district. Uh, and I truly believe that George Logan is going to be the next congressman from the fifth district. Uh, he is uh, performing very well. He's, he's meeting people across the district. He's raising money. Uh, he's on television. He's in people's mailboxes. Uh, and, you know, Johanna Hayes, in order for her to go anywhere in the district, she needs GPS, and she needs GPS to find her hometown. Because she's never here. She's never been anywhere. Uh, most people have never seen her, and the people who have seen her do not have a high opinion
5: of her.
2: So are um, you saying so, that Johanna Hayes doesn't work hard in terms of uh, taking care of business at home? She, she likes Washington better than she likes Connecticut?
1: Oh no, I don't, think she, I don't think she likes being in Washington. And quite frankly, I don't think she likes being a congresswoman. Uh, this is the same woman who, you know, uh, last year when walking uh, in Washington, a reporter asked the congresswoman a question, and she looked at him and she says, I'm not a congresswoman, and kept walking. This is a woman who does not like being congresswoman. She does not like being there. Um, she does not – I mean, she really has no real accomplishments to point to. She's very rarely in the district. She can't maintain staff. She has her kids on her, on her campaign payroll. Uh, she's doing everything she can not to be a congresswoman anymore, and we're going to be happy to accommodate her on that.
2: Uh, Logan is a very appealing candidate, I think. This this is I a ni- uh, nice opportunity, isn't it?
1: It's a, it's a really good opportunity. He he fits the uh, the demographics of the fifth district very well: uh, African American, Hispanic, uh, English and Spanish speaking. Um, comes from very humble beginnings, has uh, 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 succeeded well in his career as an engineer, very bright, very articulate, very personable person, very opposite of what Johanna is, uh, and has a very good grasp of the issues, not only facing Connecticut, but facing the country, uh, has some ideas and proposals and plans to address a number of those uh, issues, not the least of which is the southern border, our fentanyl problem. Um, our bulging deficits, um, and Johanna just goes along with whatever Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi wants, uh, and we know where that's gotten us. It's gotten us to record high inflation, record high interest rates, a plunging stock market, a plunging economy, the Fed about to plunge us into a recession, which is going to drive up unemployment because they can't figure out how to get us out of this inflationary period, and that's all on Joe Biden and Johanna Hayes. Uh, and the, the folks in Connecticut uh, are feeling that pain. Uh, they're feeling that pain at the grocery store. They're feeling that pain with $500, $800 electric bills. Uh, people probably turned their heat on this morning, possibly for the first time mm-hmm. in parts of Connecticut. Uh, and home heating oil is at record high. Natural gas costs are a record high. It's going to be very expensive to eat your homes today. Again, uh, the direct result of Joe Biden and Johanna Hayes' policies of shutting down Uh, our oil and uh, gas productions in this country canceling leases and making us dependent on venezuela and iran and russia and china for gas and oil uh... so i i simply can't see what it is she thinks she's done that has helped the people of the state of connecticut in particular the people in the fifth district
2: we're talking to ben proto who is the head of the state republican party the one of the things you've alluded to but haven't said straight out but i think it's worth pointing out is we the democrats had a period of time where the energy seemed to be going in their direction over the first half of the summer maybe and of late what we have is strong momentum towards the truth of where the economy is and where the costs are and the inflation is and the burdens as as you've been articulating the uh, the burdens that being in a big tax state in with a high tax federal administration and a big spending administration in both places this puts the burden directly on the shoulders of the people and happily as we get closer to the election it seems like the momentum is swinging towards where the cover up the Democrats are trying to execute they can't contain the information it's getting out to people
1: yeah Todd you're absolutely right look you know the Dobbs decision came out towards the end of June um, and throughout the summer uh, the topic of abortion really dominated the news and the headlines and and what we saw, you know, not only here in Connecticut, but across the country. Uh, As we've moved into the fall, that has kind of uh, moved down. And if we look at the polling, not only uh, our private polling and the Democrats' private polling, but the public polling, we see the issue of abortion has really moved down the list of the top 10 issues that people are concerned about. Earlier this year, particularly in the summer, it was two or three. It is now six or seven. Uh, And, you know, we always talk about an October surprise uh, that comes out. I think the October surprise is coming next week in people's mailboxes and in their email boxes (laughs) when they get their 401k statements and they get their IRA statements and their 429 college fund statements and their investment accounts when they find out they're down 20 to 30 percent in value. And folks who are planning on retiring in the next couple of years are now looking at this saying, my God, I'm not going to be retired for another six or seven or eight years now. Or if your kids were about to begin school in the next two years, you're sitting there going, I no longer have enough money to pay for my kids to go to college. Um, or I'm have to dip into my savings to pay my bills, but my savings and my investment accounts are down. Um, so that's, I think, what's going to be the big uh, surprise. And, and look at, you know, at the end of the day, Todd, you know, we look at and, you know, we've talked about this uh, you know, I know you've talked about it on your show, and, and it's been talked about across the country. That suburban women are ultimately one of the major deciders of elections, in particular this year. And they're the and they're the people who are out doing the grocery shopping, buying mm-hmm. the kids' school clothes and school supplies. Many of them are the folks who handle their 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 household finances and pay the bills. And they're the ones looking at that we just don't have enough money coming in to do this. I now have to make decisions. Am I not paying my entire electric bill because I have to pay my insurance bill? or I have to pay my oil bill because I had to put 200 gallons of oil in my oil tank at $4 or $4.50 a gallon. um, And my oil company wanted to get paid. And so I think you're going to begin to see people say, "I I get where I was in the summer, but Lord, man, I can't pay my bills. And at the end of the day, putting food on your table, making sure your kids are safe, have a roof over their head is our primary responsibility in life. And that's what people are going to be looking at. So I think the October surprise we're going to see, is the fact that Ned Lamont, Joe Biden, Johanna Hayes, Dick Blumenthal have been lying to the people of the state of Connecticut for a number of months now, claiming their economy is great, that they've solved the fiscal problems, when the reality is we have the worst, second worst GDP decline in the country. We had the worst income growth in the country. And I find that interesting considering so many of the people in the state of Connecticut are employed by the by the state and federal governments, who all got massive raises, including their raise last year in the middle of, the, or in 2020 in the middle of the pandemic, when other state employees across the country were foregoing their raises, our state employees demanded their raises. We raised the in, we raised the uh, minimum wage. We gave our state employees uh, big bonuses this year, and still somehow we've lagged way behind the national average of income growth. We're just over two percent when the national average is well over six percent. What is it that the Democrats are doing wrong other than they don't know what the hell they're doing?
2: Well, I think they've unleashed forces they can't control. There's this axiom in politics that I forget how you say it in a pithy manner, but it's that elections are about the news that's happening, the things that are, you know, the dynamics of the actual time period, and that's what we're experiencing right now, isn't it?
1: I believe so. Uh, You know, um, and look, at the end of the day, uh, Todd, Wallets and pocketbooks are the things that drive people more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Democrats tried to figure out how to, how to, uh, spend their way, uh, into people's, uh, hearts and minds. And by soon, doing so, I mean, look, since Joe Biden's been, been president, you know, we've spent over nine trillion additional dollars. Uh, I mean, Think about it. that. That is just mind boggling. Our, our national debt, I think, has exceeded now $100 trillion. Um, and it, they just want to keep putting more and more on it. Um, and eventually, someone's going to have to pay that bill. And, and, and guess who that I, is? Yeah, you and me and all our friends <laughs> and, and, and not our friends who are listening to the show and other shows. We ultimately are the ones who are going to have to pay that bill. Um, and the person who's going to come knocking to, to collect on that bill are not friends of ours by any stretch of the imagination. We know that China holds nearly 40 plus percent of our debt. Um, they Do uh, you want to talk about a national security nightmare?
2: Actually, I, I, I've got to hold you right there because yep. uh, that's all the nightmares we have time for right now. <laughs> but, but well, ben well, I'm sure Ben we Proto,
1: for other nightmare.
2: Chairman of the state GOP, thanks for taking the time to talk.
1: Todd as always, thanks for having me. I look forward to being back soon.
2: All right, appreciate it. Ben Proto, State GOP Chair, Johanna Hayes welcoming the Vice President of the United States into the Fifth Congressional District tomorrow. Apparently, thinking that's going to help. I don't know. We can do better for you though, in terms of helping you with Mark Christopher and the.
0: baseball your way download it now for free from the app store or google play blackout and other restrictions apply major league baseball trade parts used with permission
2: P.S. lawyers traffic center what's going on on the roads mark (music) tuesday afternoon tom scott will be here in a few minutes let's play a few more rants right now why not huh
4: Well, Joe is at it again with our money. $60 million going to Puerto Rico. How many hurricanes have we supported in Puerto Rico? But it seems nothing ever changes. The inner structure never improves. Where is all this money going?
2: Where has all the money gone? Long time wasted.
4: Is anybody being held accountable for the money in Puerto no, Rico? Of
2: course not.
4: Are, are there actually any improvements being no, made? No,
2: of course not. Never
4: mind all the money that we are sending over to Ukraine. I believe it's fifty-four million and counting. Again, is anyone actually accountable for that money either? Joe seems very happy to be spending our hard-earned dollars. Remember this in November and vote Republican.
2: That's what it's all about for them. It's about spending the loot. They want their hands on the loot to buy elections with.
5: Hey Todd, this is in response to your talk with the school nurse. The parents were relieved of all responsibility of their children when Hillary Clinton said it takes a village to raise a child, which means everybody in the neighborhood is responsible for someone else's kid but they're not responsible for their own. Well let me tell you how the Italians do it. We're responsible for our own people and our own selves. If my kid does something wrong the first person he's going to answer to is me. That's the way it should be. That's the way it's supposed to be. Goodbye!
2: (laughs) Goodbye to that era as well I'm afraid.
5: Hey, Todd, it's Monday afternoon. Uh, I'm listening to you talk to this school nurse and, you know, God bless her for being there for the kids and everything. And that's, that's my first and foremost. But all she's saying is, ah, oh, the kid's not potty trained because of COVID, the collapse because of COVID. Isn't that because of COVID? No, I'm not buying it. I am not buying it. I'm sick and tired of hearing it. People have to step up to the plate, especially parents. You take care of your kids. My kids were potty trained by three, two years before kindergarten. And these, these these people are just say, oh, it's COVID. In first grade, they're not potty trained. No, this is a parent's responsibility, not the nurses, not the teachers, nothing. People have just lazy, lazy, lazy. Step up. You take a, take care of your children. I'm sick of this COVID excuse. No sir, nope, not buying it. Eight
2: six zero five two two nine eight four two. We've got Tom Scott coming up next.
0: Now back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk
2: 1080. Whoa, it's WTIC. Thanks for being here. Tuesday afternoon is a very exciting afternoon because Tom Scott, former state senator and present former state senator, is here. Hello there, Thomas.
3: How are you doing today, Todd?
2: I'm just psyched. There's, a, you know, it's an exciting time of year, this Halloween coming up and politics going on at the same time, and they just start, there's such a good synergy there, you know?
3: Yes, indeed. And, and you know, speaking of politics, and politics leads ultimately to policy, um, I'm sitting here on hold and reading a report, uh, I guess it came out today, from the U.S. Treasury Department, that our national debt, uh, for the first time is exceeding 31 Isn't that trillion dollars
2: amazing yeah. the interest rates are going crazy on the government too it, it, absolutely and, and and that's
3: adding they're saying over a trillion dollars in the cost of financing that debt over the next 10 years the increased interest rates you know for for many years when I was little and even now my head explodes when i when I think of the concept of infinity you know mm. where does it end? Yes. But, but I don't need affinity uh, to have that kind of reaction. Think of $31 trillion. Who can even count that high? How many, how many $1 bills can you, can you place back to back? And, I mean, you know, we used to talk about it going all the way to the moon. I mean, this one must go to Mars, for crying out loud. I don't know where it would go.
2: Well, it goes to infinity, which is the problem. <laughs> there, is, yeah. there is no stopping these people with the wasting of money and with the interest payments they're willing to dump on our shoulders.
3: Yeah, and and it's a bipartisan scandal, really. I mean, just last week or two weeks ago, Mitch McConnell, the Republican leader in the in the Senate, made a deal with Schumer not to to uh, 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 hold up the debt ceiling again. I mean, they just keep doing it and doing it and doing it. What, at what point are people who claim to be fiscal conservatives going to say to the people who are ruining this country and our economy, "Hey, enough is enough. We're simply not going there." I mean, are they afraid of some negative editorial in the Washington Post or the New York Times about how irresponsible they're being? You know, when I was a state senator, if the Hartford Current editorial board called me irresponsible, I would say, give me more, you know, because.
2: Thank you, you, judge- you mean.
3: Absolutely. You 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 can judge the character of a person by the enemies they keep. and And if politicians in Washington have as their. Uh, corporate media enemies, the New York Times, the L.A. Times, the the Washington Post, then they must be doing something right.
2: Well, there is this thing, though, of Americans getting convinced that government's job is to give us things. And there seems to be a belief on the part of politicians in both parties that this is now sunk in to an extent where it's the dominant psychology in the country. If you want to win elections, you have to use tax dollars to buy votes. Exactly.
3: And, it's, and and again, look, there are plenty of heroes who do really stand up to this stuff, but not enough. Now, when the Republicans take the House in November, uh, there are a lot of people who I think will be in leadership positions who will try to keep their fellow Republicans in line and do the right thing when it comes to the economy, because the House spends the money, right? They, they, they propose and the, uh, the, the president proposes a budget and the House uh, disposes. Obviously, the, the, the Senate has a role to play in that, but they need to step up and show the American people that there is a big difference between the two parties when it comes to economic freedom. And I say economic freedom, Todd, because these debts Added 1.9 trillion, just under uh, Biden with the stimulus bill, are affecting our ability to have purchasing power. And the less purchasing power we have because of what government is doing to our paycheck, compromises our freedom. And and people need to get passionate about this stuff. I mean, absolutely.
2: Tomorrow- that's why, that's why they made such a big deal about liberty and small government because you can put all the liberty into a system you want. If the government gets to grow as big as it wants and, and dump as many bills onto us for squandered money as they want, what freedom do you have? Absolutely.
3: And the underlying concern is not only what it does to the economy in terms of this excessive and reckless spending but remember what they're paying for a lot of the things they're paying for are also compromising our freedom it's it's more bureaucrats it's more regulatory authority it's more people meddling in our lives yeah and and, and speaking of, of speaking of useless politicians and again i would defer to historians because i'm not the most objective Person in all of this, but is it possible that in in the history of this country, that we've ever been blessed with a vice president stupider than the vice president who's who's coming to Connecticut tomorrow? And you know, along those lines, you probably uh, have heard this quote before, but it's attributed to to John Nance Garner, who was um, the vice president under FDR for two terms, who referred to the vice presidency as something not worth. Uh, a bucket of warm spit. But the reality is this vice president is an activist vice president. And because of our bumbling, stumbling president, she has more influence within the federal government than many vice presidents in, in modern times have had, because she's like the go-to person when when the president's taking a nap or when he's drooling in his oatmeal. And, and, and the problem is uh, she's running around out there talking about FEMA money, which is our money relative to rescuing the people of Florida, should be distributed uh, on the basis of equity. When have we ever had a vice president talk like that, Todd?
2: Well, when have we ever had uh, people who hold power talk in a way that says they are going to spend our money based on a system of racial preferences for historical uh, situations instead of present-day situations. The whole thing is bizarre and a total distortion of our system.
3: Yeah, it, it really is. And and, and for, for her to talk that way, which I think, again, I can't get into the privacy of her mind, but I suspect it's natural uh, to talk that way because the people that she is surrounded, that, that surround her in Washington, all think that way. I mean, a lot of these people are are academics who have never built anything, never made anything, never met a payroll, uh, never done anything for society. They're just they're they're just uh, left wing academics who want to who want to reimagine America. And they think like this. She thinks like that. Yes. But
2: but this is also their business model. You take more money all the time and you spend it on influencing your own voters to be more excited about the upcoming election.
3: Yeah, exactly. And, and meanwhile, in China, uh, we know what's happening there. And, and speaking of the vice president who was in South Korea the other day, not North Korea, <laughs> she talked about our wonderful alliance with, with North Korea as they're getting ready to launch a, a, a missile over the heads of, of the people of Japan yesterday. I mean, how, how? Again, getting back to the the beginning of my statement about the vice presidency, have we ever had a vice president stupider than the vice president who now represents? Well, she's country? not very astute. Stage, an international stage.
2: She's not astute politically. I don't think she's a political klutz and. That's good news for us, I guess, because of all the things you've been talking about, of the bad pol- policies she wants to put into place.
3: Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, that's, that's my rant, and it just occurred to me as I was sitting here. Uh, I, I hate to be so negative about people in public office, Todd, but it's not, it's not like it used to be, where we could trust Democrats on, on a national level to wave the American flag proudly and defend this country against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Now we have leaders of the Democratic Party who are actually in positions of power, who are working and collaborating to destroy our way of life. And so that's a bright line for a lot of people. And they better get out and vote. You know, we've got a, we've got a competitive congressional race in Connecticut. It's the 5th Congressional District. That's mm-hmm. why the vice president is coming here tomorrow. Uh, 538, which is a national polling operation, they really aggregate polls, they still have it a likely Democratic win. But I think they're they're probably missing a lot of people who have just stopped talking to pollsters. Uh, I mean, it Well, there's also Trump. a
2: momentum shift going on in terms of what which issues are driving the election, don't you think?
3: Yes, absolutely. But my only concern is that George Logan, the Republican nominee for Congress in that district, may be a victim of a of a of a of a ticket that could could be a drag on his own success so he has to exceed uh, uh at, based on the current polling he has to exceed the gubernatorial line uh, or ballot position in order to win that race i think he's capable of doing it let's see and, and in fact uh, mccarthy the leader of the house just announced or his people did that they're going to drop about six hundred thousand dollars from their super
2: PAC you're talking about Uh, in Washington they're they're going to put more money into the fifth congressional district here
3: yeah the number that was announced yesterday was six hundred thousand dollars which is you know that's 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 a good chunk of change but in the context of these competitive races not necessarily so I'd rather they said one million $600,000, 600,000 not 600,000. Yes, but, again, but it's
2: that's... for that for Washington spenders of loot to be wanting to spend loot in a congressional district in Connecticut. That's a pretty good indicator that there's good stuff happening there.
3: They they would not spend that kind of money unless they're polling and their information on the ground again they're not going to rely on the state party to tell them what's happening because they 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 can't see it or hear it they'll do their own research, they'll do their own polling, Mm and I'm sure they have, and that's what triggered the announcement of the spending. They see a path. It may be a narrow path, but it's it's enough of a path that it makes sense to go all in.
2: And would we assume the same thing with the White House sending Kamala Harris, that they view this race maybe from their point of view as one that they might lose?
3: Absolutely. Now, normally, the vice president and the president would be in great demand. Biden's not going anywhere for the most part uh, because he's he's a drag wherever he goes. Kamala Harris, even though, you know, there will be a lot of headlines and everything else when she visits here tomorrow, she's still largely under the radar screen as a campaign matter. She's going to have this symposium or whatever they're calling it uh, at, at Western Connecticut State University. And, and they're going to talk about abortion on, a, on as a as a matter of policy, but the reality is they're trying to gin up support on that issue for uh, the incumbent Liberal Democratic Congresswoman.
2: So, is your overall sense that on a national level that there is a momentum shift going on?
3: It, it's I, I would say there's a slight momentum shift, and the more people realize that the policymakers in Washington, i.e., the Democrats and particularly the President. <laughs> are are responsible for the downturn in this economy, you know, that may be worth five or six points nationally. And if that happens, that's that's that that gives the Republicans the wave they need, not only to take the House of Representatives, but possibly pick up seats that otherwise would not really be viewed as competitive. And it might even save them uh, a couple of seats in the U.S. Senate that are considered very vulnerable right now. I'm talking about Republican seats that are vulnerable.
2: What's the most vulnerable one?
3: Well, I would say, uh, until recently, uh, Arizona, but that may have switched today to Georgia. Uh,
2: Yeah, Herschel Walker not having a good day, huh?
3: He's not having a good day, but keep an eye (laughs) on Nevada, Arizona, uh, Pennsylvania, and Ohio, and North Carolina.
2: Tom Scott, thank you, sir. Always good to talk with you. Anytime. All righty. Tom Scott, former state senator a long time ago, and a guy who uh, helps people win elections if they believe in and support the American system of government. Can we get this last... We didn't finish this rant, I don't think, properly, so let's see if we can do it right now. If this is the right one. uh, No, that is not the right one. This is the right one.
5: Todd, our wonderful senator, Dickie Blumenthal, he's amazing. It's all right for to do an executive order which shuts off the, the entire oil business that millions and millions of people relied on by causing us to have such inflation. But he's upset at M&T Bank because they're going to be laying off another 300 people. He's absolutely right.
2: It's true everyone has to do it call the rant line 860-751-4698 and listen up while we go to the bps lawyers traffic center and get the latest from mark christopher mark have a great night